Swing and a line drive, left field. Benintendi coming on, dives, and did he make the catch? He did. He got it. There we go. It's time to party. Right here. Three, two. Welcome to Benny and the Bets Podcast. Can you believe it? Here's your host, Terry Cushman. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Benny and the Bets podcast. Tonight, covering the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora rehired as the manager of the Boston Red Sox after a very confusing month of twists and turns and ups and downs, but in the end, the Red Sox decide to go back to Alex Cora and that is going to be mostly what we cover uh, for this episode. Last night did some hot stove talk, had uh, you know t- a top 10 list of possible trade targets. Ignore the Chris Archer part of it though. Uh, and but that was a good show. So if you haven't heard it yet, definitely go back to that one. It's only uh, one day older than this one. So joining me tonight, the full crew to give our thoughts on this: Jason Kelly, Charlie Smith, Andrew Dwan. Starting with Jason, how are you? You weren't with us last night. Yeah. I'm good. Unlike the uh, the rest of the city of Boston, my pants are still on. Um, <laughs> I have not planned my 2021 World Series parade yet, but I'm still I'm good. Yeah, despite all that, I'm still good. All right. And uh, how's Charlie this evening? Uh, I'm I'm fine. I must have missed something. I don't know. Did something happen? Like something huge? I don't know. Oh, they hired some guy today to uh, manage the team. Oh, finally. Oh, my God. I was wondering who it was. It's just... All right, anyways, yeah. Dwayne, nice to see you again. (laughs) And, Andrew, how how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. This is a great day. The biggest news coming out of the Northeast today. It's fantastic. People have been lighting fireworks off here in Denver. I had no idea that the news reached this far, but, yeah, I am hyped up right now. Andrew's the happiest guy on the podcast. Damn right I am. Got got his guy. So, you know, I had a feeling, you know, last night that, you know, today would possibly be the day. And I'm actually shocked, you know, with my luck that the news didn't actually break during the podcast last night. But they were gracious enough to wait uh, until this morning right away. John Heyman uh, breaking the news and uh, quickly confirmed by everyone else, which is very necessary, you know, when Heyman is the first one to uh, to break the story. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> if it was Nightingale, it would have been fold. Oh, well, yeah, good point. Nightingale's <laughs> a little shaky as well. I feel like he's been, maybe I'm just not getting his alerts or something, but I feel like he's been kind of quiet, you know, as of oh, late. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... I guess, you know, 
go ahead, Andrew. Now let let's just talk about the roller coaster here because you know oh, he he was your guy as recently as yesterday. You know you were thinking it, it could possibly be fold, maybe even leaning that way. And I know Heyman was saying he's got a real shot. There was a lot of buzz. Um, you know there wasn't a lot of clarity necessarily on you know the meetings with Cora and the tone of them so it just kind of added to the confusion but you know like what were your thoughts leading up to today Andrew I was nervous because I mean we all know this Red Sox ownership if they're going to drop a giant ass story it's going to be in the middle of something even bigger so I expected this announcement on Tuesday um, especially after we found out that they fl- flew down to Puerto Rico last Friday to talk to him. And then we found out that the field got limited to two or three, depending on who we're listening to. Kelly might have been in the mix or not. But, yeah, I was waiting all day Tuesday for that drop that, you know, they wouldn't even have to put it in the first, like, 30 pages of the Globe the next day. And it just didn't come. So as the hours went by, I'm like, damn, it's really going to miss Sam Fold. Which... By all accounts, he's supposed to be a great candidate. Um, I'm not too sure if he has any experience right now or not. I would like to see him as a bench coach. Uh, But I am all about Cora, man. I think it's going to keep all the players happy. I mentioned it, um, I don't know if it was last night or maybe it was one of our group chats, about could bringing back Cora help with the Xander opt-out next year. I think there's a lot of moving pieces. I think you got Devers, you got Vasquez, you got Verdugo, and all these guys I think are going to be, are or will be giant fans of Cora, Verdugo being the only wild card here. So I think this goes beyond just hiring a manager back. You know, I really feel like a lot of pieces for the future will fall because of this. Maybe you get to extend Devers. Maybe you get to uh, extend Verdugo. And then you have all your pieces to go forward for the next five to seven years. So I am happy. You know, this is great for me. I don't care what everyone else says. Screw them. I feel like people on Reddit have been more pissed about this than uh, uh, Hinch signing in Detroit, and you know what? I don't care, because guess what? This is all going to blow over. At the end of the day, it was the Astros that cheated. The Sox got screwed harder than pretty much anyone other, you know, Houston lost a couple picks, but they got a ring out of it. We 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 got docked a second-round pick. That was terrible last year, and we lost our manager. So all is right in the world for me. We start the healing process, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. Uh, see him in spring training. Very good. Charlie, what are your thoughts, you know, as we navigated through, you know, the last week and a half or so? You know, uh, similar to Andrew, I've been in Cora's camp the whole time saying I know he's going to come back. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think this was going to happen. You know, Terry and I kind of, we kind of, I think, had the same sentiment where, and no disrespect to him. But just because of the situation that it, it involved and uh, how much it kind of, how much of a cloud it kind of put on not just the team, not just the situation of what it involved, but the entire sport altogether, there were some people that literally said, "Crap, well, I think this just broke baseball. I think I'm done with baseball," and that actually hurt to hear because as one of the, the younger generations, not the more tenured 
the, the veteran generation as far as baseball goes. We've been watching baseball for 20 years. There are some people that have been watching baseball for 50, 60 years, and they're no longer watching it anymore because of this situation. Uh, it, it wasn't even the political situation of like some people not standing for national anthems or anything like that. It was the fact that people cheated. Some people were more pissed off over the cheating than the whole national anthem situation. Um, I'm shocked the way that uh, I'm shocked the way that it happened. But I mean, I'm kind of curious now. Like, does does anybody in Houston now think, crap, darn, the Red Sox just got their guy back. We didn't get our guy back. Maybe we made a mistake in not signing AJ Hinch again. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, it's still too early to tell, but the fact that he's already getting major endorsements um, from some of the, the the marquee players on the team is is already a huge step in the right direction. But you know, the the healing process, the cleansing process, maybe Andrew's right. You know, like it didn't happen in Boston. So while we did get shafted badly, uh, it's still it's still one of those things where I don't think people have yet completely forgotten about the Houston saga. I think people will somehow remember. I think that Boston will be on a couple people's radars now because one of those guys did come back here. I think this is going to be a bigger reason to hate Detroit now because AJ Hinch is there, but this gives them an opportunity to at least restart. I, I don't know. It's I'm still, you know, Terry, you and I both, we were both kind of in the, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And then it happened. We're like, wait, what? Like, I feel like an idiot. Like I'll admit it. I was wrong. I was wrong about this. But my hope is that everyone can rally around this and turn the page, like Andrew said, the cleansing, cleaning process. Let me say one thing. If Alex Cora was hired by the Pirates, no one would give a shit right now. There is a Boston hatred out there, and it's going to continue for God knows how long, um, even if the city doesn't win a championship in the next 10 years people hate boston so this just gives them even more uh fuel to their fire so let's not brush that aside when we understand the kickback on bringing him back that's true and you know i I know some yankees fans are a little annoyed um you know that we got our guy back and I, i think deep down they they know i mean he was he caught on to Severino tipping pitches, you know, and we essentially buried them, you know, in Game Three. That was the sixteen to three game, and and you know they they know their guy isn't going to outmanage Cora, so I, I don't think any of them are thrilled. But but anyway, Jason, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I've been on the fence with Cora um, when they first fired him. I think I was on this podcast and I said, that's a good move. You have to. Um, it was the right move at the time, given all the heat that was on him, um, given everything that had come out, they had to fire him. But the more I looked at it and, and it really struck with me when they, I think it was just a few days after uh, the season was over when they announced that Renicky wouldn't return as a manager. And that, that immediately, it was just so quick that that raised a flag to me that I'm like, okay, they're already talking to Cora or they've already talked to Cora, even though they're technically quote unquote, not supposed to, you know, not allowed, whatever. But I feel like from the start, it was just the kind of thing where he got suspended and he got caught and they went to him and said, look, we've got to fire you because we're going to have a ton of heat on us if we don't, but just sit tight, go, go home, 
go home to Puerto Rico, just hang out, chill out, you know, stay on top of things that are going on, but just sit tight because we're just going to bring in Ron to manage the team. We're not going to go get someone new. We're not going to go get someone flashy and young or whatever. We're just going to have him manage. It's a 60-game season because of COVID and everything screwed up. So who knows what's going to happen? We're not worried about it. Just sit tight. We'll talk to you when the season's over. I think they wanted him back from the very start, and it was just a matter of them waiting it out, waiting until they could interview him again. Um, you know, the 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 guys they brought in to quote-unquote you know, give serious interviews, I don't know. I, I don't think any of those guys really had a real shot. Or if they did, it was just, you know, every time they looked at one of these guys, they said, eh, you know, it's just not going to be as good as we, if we bring Alex back. So um, ultimately... I, I'm going to reiterate what I said on Twitter earlier, which is just I give him coming back one big shoulder shrug and sort of a meh reaction, at least from me. Um, I think he was probably the best candidate. So in that respect, I'm happy. I think that, you know, he is the strongest candidate that was out there. I'm certainly glad it's him and not Sam Fold or, you know, some other nerd with a binder. Um, but he's got a lot to prove. Well, I mean that's that's what Sam Fold is. I mean, I, do you know what Sam Fold's title is? Because I actually I looked it up because I couldn't like I don't know what his job is with the Phillies. It's player information coordinator, aka nerd with a binder. That's what Sam Fold is. Like I didn't want that as my next manager. I don't want another guy who's going to pull a Kevin Cash and is going to go to the binder in a big game and say, "Well, I got to pull this guy because the binder said so." Um, so I'm in that respect. I'm glad it's Cora, but again, he's got a lot to prove. 2018 was a massive success. 108 wins, World Series, you know, everything was great. It's it's almost like people forgot what 2019 was. 2019 was a massive disappointment and pretty much a failure all around. And that was Cora's team, and he had Mookie Betts, he had Eduardo Wright, like he had everything, and he didn't succeed that year. So then he got suspended and fired. So he's coming back to a roster with a lot of questions around it, a lot of, you know, work to be done. Let's see. Let's see how he does. I, you know, I think, and now he can't cheat because, you know, now there are new protocols in place. So let's see. This is the real test. Ultimately, I'm glad it's him, but I'm sort of in a, okay, see us, you know, show us what you can do now. That's, that's sort of what I'm thinking. That's exactly what happened. That's step down with, you know, without issues. Will he give up the power of this team without issue? No, I'm just kidding. That's just a cultural thing going on right now. <laughs> no, I I really think that Cora stepped away for a year. I think he got every like all his ducks in a row. I don't think he was messing around that much with the Red Sox. He, they they found nothing. Like literally nothing. All that they were doing was tipping off guys when they were on second base by, you know, Stealing their signs legally. It was a dog and pony show what the MLB and Rob Manfred did. Joe Kelly came out and acknowledged that uh, Cora was a scapegoat and all this. I I don't think he did much wrong. And I get it. It's Boston. It's the Patriots and all that crap. Cheating city, whatever. I, don't, I think they got screwed. I think they got punished very harshly. And... Time to turn the page. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. 
You know, I I read deep into things, and you know, managers don't often win games for you, but they can blow games. You know, and we saw a lot of that with John Farrell. Yeah. And so, you know, the manager kind of is a big deal to me. And another thing that's kind of a big deal to me is, you know, and this is where I I differ from a lot of you is, you know, is integrity. I just, I don't like baggage. I don't like future, you know, liabilities and... I'm not sure I was crazy about any of the candidates they were talking to, but I just felt like it could work, you know, that, that somebody could come in and, and you know, Alex Cora is the third manager to win a World Series, you know, this century with, with the Red Sox. So I, I don't think he's a make-or-break guy necessarily. Is he a safe pick, you know, from a competency standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. Is he a top manager in the game? Yeah, I'll give him that. You know, I, w- what choice do I have? I mean, who's really better? Maybe A.J. Hinch? You could debate about that all day. I, I've always been incre- impressed with uh, Craig Council, you know, with the Brewers. I think he gets a lot, you know, out of a very limited staff, you know, with a limited budget. And who knows with Kevin Cash? I mean, I was high on him, but then the, you know, the game six thing happened. So, but core is a top two or three manager, but going back to his firing, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for signs, you know, which way are we going to go with this? And Bloom was adamant, you know, when asked a few times throughout the spring, you know, if, if Cora, you know, would ultimately come back and and Bloom said that, you know, he was sticking by his decision on on why he had fired Cora. And it was specifically because of the Houston scandal and that his thoughts hadn't changed. So, you know, you, you look at that and you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe they're just, they don't like the optics and he's not coming back. But as the year went on, you know, even before the late start, the local media, you know, the local beat writers were 1000% in favor of Cora coming back, had immense support amongst the Boston beat writers. Basically the same thing with the national media, you know, Buster Olney, uh, John Heyman, um, I know there's at least one or two other guys that were, were advocating for, for Cora to come back. I listened to Mad Dog Russo a lot. He was a big proponent of it. And, you know, so I, I think that might have might have made him more viable as a guy to be able to come back, you know, because, you know, nobody was going to criticize it. You know, it wasn't – there weren't going to be bad optics in the eyes of the media. So, uh, yeah, I think that might have started the process. But, I mean, even even with the end-of-season press conference that, that Bloom had uh, on Zoom with all of the beat writers, it, it still looked like he wasn't – Cora wasn't going to be the guy because uh, Bloom was dancing around it. His his go to comment to deflect it was, and he he said it a few times in in a couple of different ways. He said, 
Well, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to discuss the core situation because I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. And I feel like I should have a conversation with him before we talk publicly about it. And what, the motorcycle? <laughs> wasn't, wasn't me. Jeez. Pull over if you're going to, you know, pod and do wheelies at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's through two windows. I'm in like, I'm sorry, because I've been waiting to say something because I want to respond to Jason. That that dude had a ridiculous bike. I could hear that from like three miles away, and you just heard it drive by. Um, so if that was you, thank you. Everyone's awake now. Um, <laughs> I I absolutely agree with what Jason said because it really did look like it was it was nothing other than a pathetic hey to save face and not look like uh, a really crappy organization. We're just going to tell you to take a one year sabbatical after just winning the World Series. Because we need the heat to die down. Because we don't want to look like a bunch of jerks. So enjoy Puerto Rico. Kick your feet up. Go to the beach. Smoke a cigarette. Have a beer. And then um, when the season is over and you know we suck, we're just going to bring you back. And that's literally what it looked like it happened. They did Ron Renicky dirty. And I'm just it's going to look even worse if Ron Renicky comes back as the bench coach. Because then everyone's going to be like, awesome, Boston learned nothing He's they basically not. told alex core to go sit in the corner all right you're in timeout i i don't you don't think ron reddick coming back not a chance i think Why that, would he? it'll be up to cora at this point i think they're gonna let him choose his guy i mean they they retained a lot of his guys anyway but Exactly. But and, and Dave Bush was the pitching coach for you know Cora was still with the team for a month or two before everything went down, so he was going to be the pitching coach anyway. But but what I really upside. What what does Renicky bring as a bench coach at age sixty five? A top That's five big. draft pick, baby. Hello. I mean, he's not picking him. But I. I don't know. I don't think Renicky brings you anything from a coaching upside perspective. Why not bring in Samfold? Uh, Jason, I think you retweeted something today about, like, would Fold have been a guy that would have accepted a bench coach role right now, which he has yep. not to this point in his career. Why not? This could be a stepping stone for him. And if he's this good where he's getting, you know, top five market uh, candidacy – let's bring him in yeah and as if you're sam fold if you want to be a manager someday your best path is to become a bench coach for a prominent team under a prominent manager that hopefully does a lot better this year and then people notice you you're not gonna you know i mean he got considered for the managerial job i think because kyan bloom likes him i don't think any other team was looking at him because again i mean I, i i can't even remember I just looked it up five minutes ago. I, I already forget what his title is with the Phillies. He's whatever, some analytics nerd with a binder. Like, if if he wants to be close to a managerial job, being the bench coach is his best path to it. Now, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm on board with that. I, I'm not a fan of analytics. I hate them. I think they're taking over the sport, and they, quite frankly, piss me off a lot of the time. But I think as a bench coach, it's not harmful, and maybe it has some use. So I'm okay with that. If they if Cora wants to bring in Sam Fold, fine. But I agree, it's got to be Cora's decision. I don't want Kyan Bloom, you know, going over his head and picking Sam Fold if Alex Cora doesn't want him because that's going to create a whole nother mess. It's all about stability, and 
you know, and the, I don't know exactly what the bench coach his role is, you know, outside of when the game's going on. You know, they all have side roles, like the the third base coach works with the outfielders, you know, the first base coach works with the infielders, and then the bench coach has his roles. I don't think it matters either way. I don't think we're – I don't think it's a difference maker one way or the other. But I just want to get back to the point, though, where I don't think – I really don't think Alex Cora was Heimblum's guy. I really don't. And why why is he bringing six or seven guys to Boston multiple times? It just doesn't make sense. It, maybe they're just trying to make it look good, to try to make it look like they had a real process, even though Cora was the guy the whole time. I don't believe that because, the, like I said, the local and national media made it as easy as possible for the Red Sox to just give it to Cora right from the get-go. And the other confusing thing was kind of like you guys were were alluding to, like if Cora is in the process and in contention to manage, why are these other guys there? Why are they even there? Because Cora's a, top, Cora's a top three, two or three manager. These guys have never managed a game in their life. How, how does how does Heim Bloom give it to Sam Fold instead of instead of Alex Cora? How Do does he think, rationalize I, that? I mean, I got to disagree with you there because they're not going to bring in Bloom and then be like, trade our best fucking player that we've developed in the last 50 years. By the way, you can't pick your manager. By the way, you lost the manager. I I, I think he's on board. I think he would have done either Fold or Cora if one of those guys was the only one available and they were only interviewing other people. He would have hired either one of them. And obviously, Cora tips the scales with the player perspective. And I just think that Bloom respects Cora. Cora did a great job. He has the players' respect, and it is only a two-year deal. So I'll eat my words if he's gone in two years and Matt Cortara was here, but I I think Bloom made this call. I really don't think they cut him off uh, at the legs on this, or else I think think Bloom would leave. The Mets' job just opened up. And Stephen Cohen's going to have a shit ton more money than this team, even if they double their value. Um, yeah, I, I think Bloom could go wherever the hell he wants. I he think, be like, you know what? Why don't you take Billy Bean on loaner from the Netherlands soccer team? I, I, see, Bloom is just too hardcore analytics, though, and he's never gonna he's never going to have as much authority as he had in Tampa if Alex Cora is the manager because Alex Cora wants to manage the team. Now, I think Alex might be open to some of Bloom's ideas, but he's ultimately going to manage the team. Alex Cora is not taking Blake Snell out at the start of the third time through the order. He's not Do we doing know that. that. Do we know that Bloom would have, though? Maybe he respects the opinion of... The manager, if it's the correct manager, and maybe he thinks that Tampa Bay overstepped their bounds by taking out Snell and having the analytics department call down and make a dumbass decision when the reigning Cy Young uh, winner, you know, has only thrown 73 pitches against a guy that, since he left Boston, has not been able to hit left fielders. 
They're left-handers, sorry. I, I think he wanted the next Kevin Cash. The next Kevin Cash. And I, I think a guy like Sam Fold was that guy. And when Heim Bloom is sitting there watching the World Series with a bunch of executives that he's worked for, you know, most recently the Tampa guys, but he also did work uh, for Andrew Friedman when Friedman was in Tampa. Bloom had been with Tampa since like 2005. So that covers a lot of Friedman's time. And he's sitting there watching the World Series, watching two hardcore analytic teams where the managers clearly aren't, you know, calling the shots for the most part. And I think he's like, man, I can't wait to, I can't wait to do it better. I can't wait to use our brand of analytics and do it better than they, than they're doing it. And Alex Cora is not going to, he's, he's going to have too much say. So Bloom's never going to have that dream chess match against his old bosses. And I just think there was, there was just too many candidates, too much time wasted for him to just hand it to Cora. And I think ultimately in the 11th hour, he chickened out. I think he chickened out. I, I don't think Bloom would be here right now if he thought, you know what, at the end of the day, I got to back down from ownership on every decision. He had to fire Cora. Horrible PR. He had to train Mookie Betts. It's like a death sentence. He would have done that anyway, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think Kyan Bloom chickened out at the 11th hour. I think he compromised. Because I think when he took the job... I think that's more fair, yeah. So I think when he took the job, he knew that they were going to trade Mookie. I think yeah. they... Because oh, I think most of baseball knew that that was going to happen. Like, I, I think most of baseball could read the tea leaves on that. So I think Bloom knew it. I think Bloom knew he was going to have to trade Mookie, and he was okay with that. Now, I agree with Terry. I don't think Cora was his first choice. I think that he wanted to do his own managerial search. He wanted to look into guys like Sam Fold and... You know, these other candidates that they brought in who are more analytics-based and more what he's looking for. And I think that he met with ownership, and I think ownership pushed Cora on him. And ultimately, I think he, you know, he pushed back on it a little bit. But I think what happened was ownership just said, look, this Sam Fold guy, he's not doing it for us. And all these other guys you brought in, they're not going to do it. We've got to bring Cora back, not just for the team, but for you know, the, the franchise sake, it's, it's the right move. And I think that he compromised and he said, okay, I'll bring him back, but it's got to be a two-year deal, two-year deal with another two-year option after that. Let's see if it works. I'll, I'll give him a shot. I'll be open-minded with him. I'll listen to his ideas. We'll work together. If it works, great. Then you can pick up his option and he'll be here. And you guys are right. If it doesn't work, then after the two years, he's gone and you let me pick my next guy. I think that's what he did. Do we do we know that he didn't talk to Cora in those meetings and they didn't come to an agreement where like, yeah, this level of analytics, this is a good move for us. And that they didn't develop a plan where, you know, maybe upstairs makes a couple calls in the seventh inning, but Cora can overrule him at the end of the day. We we don't know that Cora is, you know, with a year off just anti-analytics at the you know i i feel like they can work together i don't think it has to be uh side a or side b i that, think 
yeah, yeah. They both get along. It wasn't... That's why. That's why the bench coach decision is going to be so important. Because if it's Renicky, then I think that that's a sign that Core is going to have a lot of a lot of the decision making power. It's going to lean more towards him. But if they don't bring Renicky in and they bring in someone like Sam Fold or another nerd, then I think that's Kyan Bloom being like, okay, you're the manager, but I'm going to have my guy sitting right next to you with the binder and with, you know, talking to me upstairs. So if we're getting, if we're in the seventh inning of a big game, uh, he's going to be whispering in your ear and you know, that's the way it's going to be. I see. I, I don't think Cora would be okay with that. And I don't think they want a tug of war. I think they are going to have to compromise, but I just feel like Bloom's not a popular guy with a casual fan. Like we understand all the in- intricacies of of what he's had to do when he had to do it. Like we know he had to, you know, he he had to facilitate, you know, the Mookie trade, which was complicated with the Dodgers cuz the, you know, at first we had Gratterall and then they didn't like it and then so, you know, it, it, it ended up with Jeter Downs and it was a complicated transaction. And, you know, I think a lot of the fan base puts it on Bloom where it was an organizational thing. And so he's not a popular guy in the eyes of the casual fan for trading Mookie. Then we went and we just had a bad season. Some casual fans don't even understand why we did. You know, it, clearly we do because we had to reset the penalties so we wouldn't get killed, you know, in the draft again. And, and you know, casual fans don't understand that. So he's he's not a very popular guy. And then he just – everybody forced Alex Cora onto him. The fans did. The media did. There, there was just no way out of Alex Cora for him no matter what he wanted to do. And – there's a good chance if the Red Sox did not sign Alex Cora today, another team out there within the next month or so makes a move to get Alex Cora. You know, the, the Mets, the, the Mets, maybe I think the, the Mariners are kind of well positioned. They're not at the start of a rebuild. You know, they're still a few years away, but it, it's somewhat attractive to go there. You know, their rebuild is going in the right direction. Um, I had a list of teams. The the Mets were one of them. Um, maybe the Rangers, but that that's not a team well positioned right now. They're about to do a really painful rebuild uh, with a yeah, with a GM that's not even very competent. Yeah, there was one other team that was semi attractive. I think it was in the National League, but um, but somebody would have made a play for Alex Cora, and then. If Cora goes on to have great success there, it's just it makes the you know it makes Bloom look stupid. Like you could have had him, but you went with you know Fold or or Don Kelly or whoever else was still in the process late. But I just I just I just think he kind of he just caved at the last minute and just said, you know, the optics just aren't good. And what if he had a bad season next year? Because Nesson's ratings are down 58%, plummeted, had the worst drop of any team's broadcast crew in MLB this year. The average decline was 11%. 
the Royal Nesson dropped 58%. So this isn't a team that can afford to have a, a third, fourth, or fifth place season. We have to be competitive for at least a wild card. And it's looking like it could be the same format as, as what we just had. So, so every, there are no buys. Every team goes into a best two out of three. And, you know, in theory, it shouldn't be hard to, to get in there. You know, we had two teams with losing records this year do it, albeit in a, in a 60 game season, but still, you know, it, it doesn't take a good team to make, you know, a, a 16 team playoff field and the Red Sox can't afford to, to not make it for a third year in a row. So, you know, bringing back Cora at least makes a lot of fans happy. It's a, it's a nice lovey-dovey story. I'm kind of pissed, but but it, it was the safe pick and, and Bloom, you know, he'll have a chance to probably fire Cora someday and still get his own guy. And he, I, don't, I mean, not, their timetable is pretty much the same. What, does Bloom have one more year than Cora remaining? I don't know what their contracts are. Contracts, Bloom, to me... got a five-year deal, right? And Cora got two, and we've already had one on Bloom. Contracts, to me, are just a formality. The only time they really matter is if they're going into their lame duck year and suddenly there's no motivation for an extension. Then, then it starts to matter. But I just feel like... They're both early on. I think ownership is buying into what Bloom is doing. And then, let me ask you this. Who would you rather had? Um with all guys available, even say guys that didn't even interview? I'm just curious. I'm not attacking you on this one. Yeah, that's a good question. I guess I wouldn't have had it my way because Bloom was gonna go the hardcore analytics route. No, so, so you say you're Bloom here. Who, if you could have picked any guy? Oh, okay. You you have five candidates, and you got to limit it down to two. Who would you have picked? I mean, it sounded like Fold was the guy. Hmm. It it wasn't no, gonna. Say you you're picking from a candidate. You're picking from a group that you, Terrence Cushman, pre-selected. You don't have to go with. Bloom's candidates here. Who would you have been? I'm curious about this. Yeah, I mean, I would have wanted someone... It's hard to say. I would have wanted someone with, like, a, a Fran Kona, like, open to analytics, but also, you know, big on the eye test. Because I'm like Jason. I, I don't... I don't want analytics being thrown down my throat. Nobody's gonna groan harder than yeah. I will when when isn't that Cora? Didn't I remember you? Yeah, you sent no. Me a message the other week with an article about in 2019 where the front office was pissed off that he wasn't listening to them. Yeah, and he was going off the eye test. Well, yeah, that was I think Levangi was a big part of that because it centered mostly around pitching analytics, and Levangi wasn't listening. And I don't know what Cora's role was, but apparently, you know, he he gave Levangi a lot of rope to to manage the the pitching staff his way, 
and there was a rift there. There absolutely was a rift. I I like Alex Cora. I just don't like the liabilities. Like I didn't really have a problem with his management style as far as in-game management went. I had a problem with Mookie Betts getting a day off before a, you know a scheduled off day where the team wasn't playing anyway. That drove me nuts. The spring training soft start thing drove me nuts because none of them I were... will give you that. I hated the spring training yeah. shit. That, that, that got me. But that's I, not... I, we'll agree with you on that one. That's not necessarily incompetence. It was just a calculated error at the time. But, I, you know, I'm fine with a manager like, like Cora, like Francona, like Joe Madden. You know, I know you guys don't like Buck Showalter, but I thought he was a good manager who got a lot out of not very much. You know, he made the best out of what he had. And I don't know if he would have been a great fit for Boston, but he's a smart baseball guy. And that's what I would have liked. But that question's not it's not applicable with Bloom in the front office because Bloom wants to do it his way. He's a nerd. He he what what? Did he used to write I don't for? I don't think they're mutually exclusive, though. I do. And I, I think they're all too smart from ownership down. Maybe not Tom Warner. I don't know what he's doing. I, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do think that Henry acknowledges that you have to have some sort of cohesiveness. And you can't be like, all right, it's Bloom's team or it's Core's team. I think you have to have guys that are just they can meet they can get along together and if it's 55 45 or 65 40 you have two guys that will will agree at the end of the day and not hold a grudge against the other i think i think i don't know i i i think bloom is just too analytical i really do what what blog did he used to write for was it fangraphs or something I don't know, but Fangraphs is actually hiring for a Red Sox analytical uh, position. I was looking at it the other day, but I am so unqualified. I had not heard of any of the things they were asking for. I was like, oh, my God. I don't think that came preloaded on my laptop. And that's but, what we yeah, hate. That's what we don't want there. that. They, they are hiring. <laughs> yeah, he's he's that type of guy, though, that's just into that hardcore stuff and – He's not going to get his way. You know, Tanner Houck is going to see guys the third time through the order because Alex Cora is the manager. That's the only thing I find peace in is is that Cora is going to manage the team to more of an extent than Stan, Sam Fold would have been able to. And and if, if Cora is managing the Rays in game six, Blake Snell stays in that game you know, under a guy like Cora. So I like that. I just, but I don't know. I think Bloom chickened yeah. out. And let me, let me make this point as well. Cause if I start to hate Bloom in the future, he could have, how hard would it have been at that end of the season Zoom conference for him to just been transparent and said, yeah, maybe Alex could come back. You know, we we might be open-minded to something like that. Why did he have to go completely? No, he wasn't. What's that? 
How do we know he wasn't? Well, that's the thing. And th- that supports my theory of he chickened out at, at the last minute or he caved or he compromised, however you want to present it. I I really think at that moment he didn't want he didn't want Cora. I, I really believe that. But in this week's press conference, I guess it, it might be on Tuesday. He's going to go out there and say he wanted Cora the whole time. That's why he's going to tell you he, he's going to be full of crap. And no, I, I I disagree. I don't think Blo- I think Bloom has too much self respect uh, for this. I think he's going to say, you know, I, I have great respect for the job that Alex Cora did. I think he's the right guy for the job. I think he served his punishment, and we're going to move on in the right direction for this franchise. He's I don't definitely going to say that. He I will say that. He cut his balls off, man. I I think so. He could if he's going to go out there and say that Cora was the guy the whole time. He's he's really going to no, say that. I he think can't. So. He he knows that that's not true. The this fan base is. I mean, I'm not saying they're the smartest fan base. Well, okay, let me let me say it this way. He's going to say the desire to bring Cora back was there the whole time. He's yeah. going to say there there was a desire for it, and yeah, because ultimately, before that press conference happens, Werner's going to pull him aside and say, "Look, I know that this wasn't your ideal vision to begin with, but we've got to be in lockstep here. You've got to be in lockstep with with the ownership group." So. Here's what we want you to say. Go say it. And I think Bloom quits. Well, no, but that's but that's not them, you know, cutting his balls off. It's just look, you're in a bigger market now. You're not in Tampa anymore. Baseball really matters here. It didn't matter in Tampa. It never mattered there. No matter how much the people down there want to tell you it does, it never did. In Boston, it does, and it matters who the manager is. So, but he's done that good of a. If he quit. He, today, or if they were like, it's Cora or you, he'd be like, you know what? Fine, whatever. This guy's getting a job tomorrow, and I guarantee he could get a larger salary than whatever the Red Sox are paying him. Because if he was available, he is the Mike Trout of free agents. Yeah, but where's he, he going to go? What's that? Where's he going to go? Where's I guarantee where? any team would either hire. I mean, the Mets' job just opened up. Um, Van Wagner was let go. I I guarantee any team would find some money in there five five and a half million a year to bring him in in their department in one way or another. Interestingly, I, the, the Cubs are looking mm. to get rid of uh, who signs yeah. up. Who signs up to say yes? I want to go coach for the Mets. <laughs> Matt, nobody <laughs> does that, dude. Nobody's that. worth fourteen and a half billion. Are you dollars. joking me? Dude, New York is the city of broken toys. Have you not been watching baseball? Dude, do me a favor. Google Stephen Cohen's net worth and then tell me how bad the Mets are going to be. Okay, no, that's not what we said. We were yes, talking it is. about before. Said, no, 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 you can't, no, 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 that's before this you happened. You said who signed up to coach them. I think he's going to sign up to be, he could be the GM. Van now, now, yes, but not before. No one was saying, please, please, please hire me in New York to be the coach of a team that might win 50 games. No, 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 no
Cohen already said he was going to let go of Brody Van Wagner. This was months ago. He did today, actually. The the Mets are going to have a chance to have a new identity now, just like the Marlins do with Jeter. So, I mean, so they'll probably... I heard a rumor today, and I was just trying to find it. I'm not going to bother now, but maybe Jeffrey Lunau might end up with that organization. And he should. But oh, that's God. but Cora's not going. Cora would not be viable though, and that that's why I wanted to point it out because Lunau yeah. would never bring back Cora, and he wants to stay away. You know, as far as that goes. And Cora would never want to work for Lunau. Let's face it. You know, Lunau threw him under the bus. No, no, no. You fucked Cora over. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there is a lot of glamour to to managing in in a market like New York. So I I think anybody would take that opportunity, you know. But at the end of the day, this – and this sucks to say, but this is baseball, not the NFL. Like, people don't even remember Manfred saying it's a piece of metal. You know, you ask a Joe Schmo fan who won the World Series seven years ago, they're not going to remember. This is going to blow over. It, I'm sorry. I, I No, I disagree with that. I don't think anyone forgot that Manfred called it a piece of metal. That's still something that, that people... Do you remember the the person that broke up with you that you were dating that you thought you were going to be with for a very long time? No, I'm married. <laughs> okay, before marriage, before before you decided Sucker. to go down that rabbit, before you went down that rabbit hole, okay? You were in a relationship, I'm sure, at one point where you're like, oh, this will never end, and then it ends. I'm sure you were thinking about that for a little while, were you not? I've been with my wife for 10 years. <laughs> Jesus, Andrew, you suck at being in this example. Okay. I understand your analogy. Sir. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate you being a team player. Andrew, be quiet. I'm not talking. I'm just kidding. But seriously, no one forgot about that. No one forgot about that. Not a real baseball fan. No way. There's no way. No, and, and Charlie's right because Manfred's saying that, that was like one of the first pins to drop. It was like, that's how Who you know says that baseball was like kind of going on decline. It's like even our own commissioner is like, ah, yeah, World Series trophy. Who really cares? It's like commissioner says that it was terrible. I hated it. Uh, OK, I, but you, you forgot just, it. Dude, no, I just don't. Guys, I really think that baseball is the number four of the big four sports right now. Oh, my. Oh, name them in order, please. I'm listening. Uh. Uh, well, I mean, I think it goes one. football, or, sorry, three, the big three. I think it goes football, basketball, then baseball. Uh, I'm curious. I think baseball's four, number like, two. What, badminton? Then hockey. Ho- hockey's four. Hockey is not above baseball. Okay, thank you. I, uh, I basketball, questionable. Basketball is questionable But basketball, basketball can dominate the headlines at the drop of a dime. Baseball, you could trade, I mean... Basketball does not dominate baseball. I'm sorry. Take LeBron out of the game. Person to pick out Mike Trout of a lineup, and you ask a random person to pick out uh, LeBron James out of the lineup. Who are they going to pick out? Big difference, dude. Well, yeah, huge difference. They're the best player. They're yeah. both multiple times. Dude, LeBron James is arguably the best player to ever play the game. Is Mike Trout not arguably one? No, of- Mike Trout is not the best baseball player of all time. What? And no, and and, and look, I. 
I, I've been saying this all through the playoffs. This is why they won't get off Moogie Betts because, and, and this is why you got Ken Rosenthal and everyone else saying he's the LeBron James of the sport. Baseball needs a LeBron James. They do, absolutely. Because unfortunately, Mike Trout's your best player, but he's got the personality of a shoe. Exactly. So what, what that's not even fair. That's not fair. Contact because when shoes he does the weather themselves. channel in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's like, oh, Mike Trout declared rain. It's like, you know, <laughs> dude, it's baseball is third on the totem pole, yet they get the best salaries out of all the sports somehow. They play twice as many games as basketball yeah, the, players. The do. revenue is, they, is higher. Your average show watches a fifth of them. And your this what? Is, this is why Henry and the Red Sox ownership group wanted a guy like Cora because. They're fourth in this town, and they're getting forgotten about. Like, they are not fourth in this town. Oh, yes, they, are. they are. They are right oh, now. No, yes, they are. The Celtics, the Bruins, so. and, the, and even the Patriots are closer to a championship than the Red Sox. Yeah. Are. So yeah. The Patriots don't have anyone throwing the football. What but is happening? The Red Sox don't have anyone throwing the baseball. The Patriots. <laughs> well, that's have, not news. The Patriots have Bill Belichick. The Red Sox didn't have. They had Ron Renneke. No offense, Terry. But like that was <laughs> that didn't stack up. Like wait, wait, why is that Terry? Why is that on Terry? Because uh, he likes Renegade. I, I was a Renegade guy. I do yeah. too. But Terry the, Bru- the Bruins, the-, the Bruins still had a good roster. So the, and they were in the Stanley Cup two years ago. The Celtics were told, you know, or we were told we're going to be a great team, and they sort of felt they are. Yeah, they, and they, and they still have a shot. They've got good young talent. The Red Sox. <laughs> The Red Sox didn't have their equivalent of Belichick, and they really don't have a superstar anymore because they traded Mookie. When's the like, last time? Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I'm sorry. When is the last time the Celtics won a title? 2008. 2008. Thank you. When is the last time the Bruins won a title? 2011. Okay. But they were in the finals How many titles? No, no. How many titles have the Red Sox won since yeah. each of those teams have won? Exactly. And, and who was the manager who won it? Two to the one. It got nothing to do with it. I don't know how people can just all of a sudden forget about a team that won everything two years ago. That sounds mental. Excuse me. Well, one and a half years ago, because I'm not even going to count 2020. To, to be fair. But if we're going to do that. Uh, to be I, fair, the Red Sox can, can turn it around. Up. The Red Sox can turn it around quicker. Yeah, they're fourth right now, yep. but they they can. We've seen them go from, from worst to first. And I'm not saying they're going to do that this year. I think they're going to be competitive, but... But they can go, you know, they can go worse to first. Let me say this, though. I mean, if you want to put the NBA number two and MLB number three, it's hard for me to get there, though, because the NBA is just such a bad product. Everybody everybody knew LeBron was going to win the title this year. Like no, no, we didn't. The Clippers are you joking? Number one, I called. I called LA winning. The Lakers walked in to that bubble with a shit ton of questions. The Clippers walked in with Kawhi on rest, Paul George on rest, and I'm just okay. In in Terry's in Terry's defense, once it got to the finals, we all knew they were they were going to smoke the Heat. So the the Dodgers were going to beat the Rays. No, not necessarily. I didn't. Who had the Nationals winning two years ago? Terry's um uh projection. Would you say Uh, Dodgers in five? 
the World Dude. Series, the World Series was more competitive than the NBA Finals. It just absolutely, was. and not even a question. Yeah, not even. Dude, the Heat were missing three of their stars. That was an absolute joke. No one watched the damn NBA Finals, and it was I almost raised. I, mean, I, I, I watched two innings of the World Series. Party of one. Your table is ready. No one else <laughs> is watching the NBA Finals. Yeah, are you what? kidding me, dude? No, there's no. There's just no. I'm sorry. All due respect to the Lakers. Hold the phone for two seconds. All due respect to the Lakers. When the news came down about the passing of the late Kobe Bryant, I called the Lakers winning the NBA title as I did when the Boston Marathon happened to the Boston Red Sox. I said, this is going to be the year they win. They won it. Nothing was going to drive this team more with more tenacity, more fire than the loss of one of their icons. But, they retired not one but two of his jerseys. Are you kidding me? Product though, you you have LeBron James, arguably the best player in baseball, with okay. the, with the best center in basketball and what's, together. What, what's going to get you the the ratings then? What, you that exactly that's gonna be the ratings? Yeah, ex- exactly. There was no that's question LA was going to lose. I mean, oh come on. Come on. No, they're, well, they're, the, they're hoping for a 2013 revival. They're hoping yeah. that Alex Cora has a John Farrell year where the team sucked last year. He comes back and they go to the World Series again. Gun to your head, which team is going to be more exciting? I don't even know how we got here. But gun to your head, which team is going to be more exciting next year? The Celtics or the Red Sox? The Red Sox. I think the Red Sox. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, honestly, I yeah. think the Red Sox. Yeah. The Celtics will probably be fun. Here's but... another reason why. Here's another reason why. When scary Terry Rozier wanted out of Boston, he was a free talking agent. About... You want out of Boston? Scary Terry <laughs> wanted. He wanted to get paid. Did not get paid. He, he was, was gone. There are too many personalities in Boston what? as far as that basketball team. is The salary captain. No. Scary Terry wanted to get paid. Oh yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you make this argument. I'm gonna count it as. What, okay. what about Terry Rogier? Scary Terry, did he not want to get paid? Quote, I don't get paid enough. Did he not want to get paid in Boston? So, in what team did he go to? No one cares. Did no we one not cares get... about... Hold on, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, this would have been, like, Terry Rogier is the Justin Turner. And then we would have gotten back... Cody Bellinger. Dude, we got Kim. The Celtics got Kim Walker out of this. Out of Terry Rozier going to Charlotte. Yeah, and and where's Charlotte on the map? Like where? Where is Charlotte Terry on Rozier the map? Town is where they are. I don't. That's why I'm not too sure what point you're making here. Yeah, who would you rather have on your team? Would you rather have Jason Tatum or a scare a, a scary Terry Rozier on your squad? That, yes, that's, different that positions. Wasn't the argument. No. No, but you're going to eventually have to figure out, okay, cool, which player do we sign another big deal to? Because Gordon Hayward didn't live up to the expectation. No, that, all right, we're not turning into a Celtics <laughs> No, 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 I know, but I know. The way that the NBA contracts work, Tatum is going to be on a four-plus-one deal after this year. It had nothing to do with Terry Rozier. They were not signing him because they already had two – two going to three max contracts on that team. So Terry Rogier went away and he went to the Bobcats and we got their all-star point guard. We got an all-NBA, third-team all-NBA guy in Kemba Walker out of that. 
I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the. Uh, I'm telling you right now, that's exactly what it was. If you look at my Twitter, I'm more NBA than MLB almost. Like I, dude, I love the NBA. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's what it was. I remember distinctly. Uh, we're, we're escaping the point. You and I can chat about this off the off the <laughs> clock here. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Terry. Not no, not scary, Terry. Terry, Terry Cush. It's all. <laughs> It's all good, guys. <laughs> I, I, like, guess, I just think Gary Terry is his other Twitter let's profile. Scale yeah. it back. Let's yeah. get let's get back on the Terry. Fr- wow, who is this guy in ESPN? He is a got a bad suit on. Um, let's get back to the Red Sox managerial status because we took a wrong turn. I don't know where the hell it was. Well, we were talking about which team was going to be more exciting, but I mean, I think the Red Sox are going to make some noise. You know, m- maybe they go a round or two into the playoffs. We don't know what the format is. Um, you know, but that's what the Celtics do. They go a round or two and then, you know, underperform. I mean, they've gone into the – they've gone to the – so they've gone to the equivalent of the ALCS last three years. Right, now. but they just can't get past it. They it, can't. They, lo- had, they look like you know, they should, but they don't. A myriad of issues when yeah. it comes to that. The Red Sox do get past that. And, you know, in my lifetime, well, I I was alive in 86, but I was in diapers. Um, But, you know, we've only lost one LCS in my lifetime, and we've only lost, we haven't lost a World Series, you know, well, other than, of course, 86. So, I don't know. I mean, this is a team that just, they're... You know, one of the best teams of our lifetime outside of the Patriots. No, they definitely are. There's yeah. no arguing that. Yeah. I just, I don't. We're going to, uh, we can, we can hit the accelerator in, in a matter of a year if the right moves get made. If, if Heim Bloom doesn't outsmart himself, you know, by getting too creative, you know, like, like Sherrington did in, in 20. 15 with the ground ball theory, you know, with Miley, Porcello, and Masterson, you know. He's the ace. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is why this is why I think this is the real test for Cora. Because in 2018 the roster was great and everyone was firing on all cylinders. Mookie Betts was your MVP. Chris Sale was healthy. Like he had everything kind of going for him. Not that he didn't do a bad job, not that he had no part of it. But that team, that team was a wagon. I mean, 108 wins. Like, so yeah, they they won the World Series 2019. Like, I feel like people are just forgetting about that. That was a down year, and he had basically the same roster. Now, granted, Chris Sale wasn't healthy, but Eduardo Rodriguez had a career year. Mookie Betts, although he didn't win the MVP, still played really well. JD Martinez still played really well, unlike last year. Devers and Bogarts came into their own, and they underachieved. So. This is why I get annoyed with Red Sox fans who overrate Alex Cora a little bit because they go, well, you know, he did win the World Series in his first year. And and I go, yeah, so did John Farrell. Where's John Farrell now? He's out of (laughs) baseball. Like, the dude's not even around the sport. He ran off with his hot girlfriend who used to work at NBC Sports. Like, he's good. I don't know if it's because nobody wants... Is he a crab fisherman? That's what he is now. I have no idea. I don't know where he is (laughs) You might he, be Terry's neighbor up in Maine. No, he, he swipes. He swiped what's her name from NBC Sports, and he's just he's run off. He's good. He's I don't just, think they're together though anymore. Oh, are they done? I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say they are, but don't quote me. Yeah, and I, he, only, I only knew about that because she went to my alma mater. So, uh, 
But yeah, like he's not even around the sport. So, and I'm not saying Alex Cora is going to be as bad as John Farrell was towards the end, but let's pump the brakes a little bit. Like he's got a real test in front of him. Can he turn JD Martinez around who absolutely blew last year? And, and granted it was 60 games, but he didn't do anything like is our Devers and Bogart still going to respond under him? Like who knows what his pitching staff is going to be. So this is why I'm like, sure. Brady's back, but let's wait and see because he's got a lot to prove still. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's call it a show. Um, it, it was fun. It was kind of a experiment with four of us, um, in a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of different thoughts regarding the manager, mostly because of me. <laughs> but you know, because I'm just I just can't get past you know how they came to that conclusion, you know, and I don't know. It just irritates me. That's, that's the point I was trying to make. Um, but yeah, so I, I will say this. I mean, I'm not going to go on a tirade, you know, I'm not going to rename it the, the fire Cora podcast. Like it was the fire (laughs) feral podcast. You know, the decision got made. I have to live with it. I've been wearing it all day on Twitter. And uh, people have been digging up my old Facebook posts as well. Um, oh, no. So, yeah. I hey, think... I admitted it, too. I also said that this this falls on me, too, because I've been saying for a minute that this just there's just no way this is happening. Uh, and I, I've, I've said it before. If I'm wrong, I will be the first one to admit it. You can call me out. I'll do research on it. I will admit that I'm wrong. I was wrong about Alex Gore coming back. I admitted it. Raised my hand and said, yep, that's on me. Yeah, and I will. I'll go the same way. I think it was my first ever pod on here. I did say Cora should be fired, but it was only if they were going to be able to avoid punishments. And well, that didn't happen. So I w- I wish they kept him throughout this whole ordeal. I think you got the short end of the stick. I think Houston has gotten off on all this. And if any Red Sox fans are pissed, I bet they're the same ones that want George Springer in here. And do me a favor. Go look at his stats when all this allegedly started. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. We'll, uh, once, uh, I don't know, more developments happen. I'd like to do a show every week, but it's just so hard with a, with a COVID market, uh, to determine, you know, what the pace will be of transactions. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll try to find uh, excuses to uh, come on and record and uh, whatnot. So, um, so yeah, good show, and uh, we'll be we'll be back on soon. Yeah, I all really right. enjoyed it. It was good to have all four of us, man. It was good seeing you guys. That was a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> good. good time. Yeah, have a good night, guys. Two thirty-one in the books. Like I said. Episode 230 was just recorded one day ago. Very entertaining show. Some outside the box, um, you know, free agent candidates. A couple kind of, you know, premier candidates were, were mentioned, though, I should say. But uh, Andrew did a good job keeping that uh, creative and uh, a lot of interesting dialogue. So it's definitely uh, a show that you'll... Uh, Definitely be captivated by. And uh, Alex Cora is back. I won't uh, repeat anything I, I got into. You guys know how I feel, but have to live with it. And uh, 
Hopefully we'll be back in the next several days to uh, discuss some developments and we will catch up with you then. Take care.